Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and it is certainly an honor and a blessing to be here with all of you on this episode number 155 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we have got the singles chalkboard back out again, and we have a continuation to our series from last week. So please take this time to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and prepare to settle on in. Blend Encourages You is coming to you with Silly Women Part 2. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendencouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. Hey there, BCU family. Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com here with another podcast on the go. And as you heard in the introduction, we are heading into part two of our uh, quote-unquote accidental series on silly women. So if you missed part one, it is out there for you. I would love for you to listen in on that and get the background and just catch up with what we've talked about so far so that part two will fit in sort of like a puzzle piece. And just as a quick synopsis as to what brought us here. I was uh, speaking with someone as a single person. um, I was speaking uh, with a gentleman and um, God bless this person. They were trying to feed me a line and it was a very nice sounding line. And the Lord let me know uh, that, of course, this person wasn't who they said they were. And that if I was a silly woman, I would have gone for that. And it just drove me when I heard that in my spirit, it drove me to take a look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, uh, verse number 6, and that's where we're going to be heading. Uh, it, it caused me to want to look at those scriptures a little bit more closely. And, it, and initially, BCU family, I just intended to talk about that scripture, but in doing some study uh, at the Lord's urging, uh, the Lord really had me to look at the first five verses first, and that's what we should do, and I plan to sort of glaze over that, but I can see where the first five verses totally tie in with verse number six. So that's why we're taking our time and going through this to understand um, why silly women are uh, are led captive. So we're going to talk about that. And with that, 
I intended for this to be for all women, of course, but especially single women. And I had a very good married friend of mine listen in and just say that this series so far has been a blessing because I think many of us have been silly women and in some areas we may still be struggling so there's no shame in the struggle. The shame is when we continue to stay in the struggle rather than yielding to the Lord and helping, asking him to help us not to be uh, silly women, number one, and not to be uh, any of these characteristics that Paul was telling Timothy about, number two. So we've got lots to talk to the Lord about and to guard against. And the Lord wants us to be successful, which is why we take the time to really dig into his word. So I'd like to uh, head back into 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'm just going to quickly read verses 1 and 2 since we went into what all that meant last time we were together and then go right into verse number 3. So 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse number 1 says to us that in the last days that dangerous or perilous times shall come. And that's where we are right now. And verse number 2 says, For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, and unholy. And that's not all. We're going to get into verse number three. Now, let me just say really quickly, BCU family, that verse number two says, for men shall. And men, obviously, means mankind as we're reading that throughout the scriptures and these attributes can really be assigned to anyone man or woman we are specifically looking at men at this particular point in time because we're going to be talking about silly women all right coming up in verse number six all right so before we get to six we've got to go back to verse number three so in addition to what you've heard in verse number two, men shall also be without natural affection. And when you think about natural affection, typically, BCU family, there's a measure of affection that is put into the hearts of people for others. You may not know someone but when you hear about their situation, uh, their circumstance, what's happened to them, or what have you, most of us have an affection where we will help someone, where we will assist, where, where we'll pray if we can't be of a blessing in a physical manner. There's that natural affection for people. And when someone is devoid of natural affection, when they're calloused, that really ties back into what Paul talked about with being lovers of themselves. And without natural affection means that I really don't care <laughs> about you not having A, B, C, D, and E. All I care about is that I'm good. That I'm taken care of. That, that me and mine, if, if there is a mine, that we're all set. And whatever's going on with you is on you. And when you become involved with that type of person, what happens is, is that they will drain you dry. 
there will always be a story. There will always be a line, a circumstance, a situation, a problem that you as a woman, you have to fix or you don't love them. You don't care about them. You don't you don't want to see about them. That sort of thing. <laughs> and it will have you working overtime. Um, it will have you emptying out your accounts. It will have you not paying your bills to make sure that this person is taken care of. And this is something, BCU family, that should not be happening. And I'm talking about able-bodied folks that are able to take care of themselves. And they want you to take care of them. So when you're without natural affection, you're not concerned about how your quote-unquote needs are met as long as they are met, and um, it doesn't matter that it's going to bankrupt, whether it's financially or emotionally, mentally, it doesn't matter that it's going to bankrupt someone else. That's someone without natural affection. All right, let's move on. This is heavy, BCU family. I tell you, Paul is walking heavy, and this is needful in this day and time. Let's go to the next characteristic um, of the last days. Truce truce breakers, people who do not keep their word. Now, this is something, BCU family, that I have, I really have to ask the Lord to to help me not to... um, how should I say it? Not to be angry when people do not keep their word. Now, let me just say this, that there are times and situations that come up where you had the best of intentions to keep your word and it just didn't work out. And those things will happen. They will happen. Sometimes things come up. And what we want to do when those situations do present themselves is to be sure to get to the person as quickly as possible and let them know, listen, I had intended to be here to do this at 10 o'clock today. Uh, I apologize. Um, I caught a flat on the way and it just threw my whole schedule off. You know, that sort of thing. And that happens. And then you want to try to keep your word, you know, whatever it was, try to keep your promise, you know, even after that or do what you can to make up that promise after that. It is the consistent, the willful, the intentional not keeping your word that is a problem. That is is a truce breaker and that is not something that the people of God or people who love the Lord do or making empty promises knowing that you have no intention of fulfilling that promise whatsoever I'm going to call you we're going to do lunch I'm going to make sure that we get together sometimes we say these things BCU family and in our hearts we might have the thought to want to do it, a lot of times it's what we say and it's empty when we're getting ready to, you know, end a conversation or what have you. We say it and we have no intentions of doing such things. And the Lord does not take pleasure in us not keeping our word, uh, especially if we're doing it intentionally or just making empty promises. So we need to think before we speak. And Ecclesiastes chapter 5 talks about that. Uh, Right around verse number 2 it says, Be not rash with your mouth, and let not your heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven, 
and you are upon the earth. Therefore, let your words be few. And verse number four in Ecclesiastes chapter five says, when you vow a vow unto God, defer not to pay it because God does not have pleasure in fools. Pay what you have vowed. It's better, verse number five, that you should not vow or make a promise or make a truce than to vow and not to pay. So the Lord takes our words very seriously. And some of you might be saying, well, I didn't vow to God. I just, I made the promise to the person. And you know what? When we say something to someone else, we said it before God. When we say we're going to do something, take care of something, be someplace or whatever it is, we have made that vow, not just to the person, we have said it before God. So it's important that we really think through what it is that we are promising to do, promising to say where we're promising to be. Weigh that out carefully so that you do not come become a habitual truth breaker. I am learning, BCU family, to condition what it is that I say I'm going to do. And this is why James tells us, the book of James tells us to say, if it's the Lord's will, we'll do this or that. And I like to even go and say, well, listen, unless something changes and it could change, I plan to be there for such and such. If it does change, I plan to let you know ahead of time. That way the person isn't counting on me being there, especially when it's a situation where I'm not 100% sure. You know, that's what I like to do. This way the person isn't looking for me to uh, be where I said I was going to be, especially if it's a maybe situation. And if I've conditioned it, I can say, listen, I said to you that I wasn't 100% sure and I won't be able to make it. So let's just put our thoughts before the Lord. Let's acknowledge the Lord in all of our ways so that he can direct our paths so that again, we're not habitually, intentionally breaking our promises. All right. Next up, my friends, are false accusers. Now, (laughs) we see this quite a bit um, as the end times are coming where people will just rise up and say that so-and-so has done such-and-such. It's really malicious gossipers is what we have, uh, what we see in society and what many have become. And it is nothing. It is nothing for someone to get on social media and accuse someone of doing something that that person has not taken place in. Um, We will see a picture and we will blow it up. We will hear about something and we will just go to town with what we think happened when we weren't there. We didn't see it. We didn't have contact with the person. So it is very common if you will, for us to do such things. And the scriptures say that we should not accuse anyone falsely. Scriptures talk about that. And uh, the book of Proverbs, if I'm not mistaken, chapter, I want to say it's chapter six. Uh, That's one of the things that God hates. So a false witness that speaketh lies. And we don't have to be the originator of the 
false accusation, BCU family. It's just us passing things along. It's what we read or what we saw in People magazine or what we saw on one of the what are those these shows, Entertainment Tonight or on the news and things like that. It's you know where rumors start to get circulating, we can start to accuse people unjustly. Uh, and not just in the entertainment world, just in the news alone. You know, a story will break and we will start to accuse uh, the person who is um, who has allegedly uh, done a crime or done, you know, whatever it is that, that someone said they did. And we will start to run down what we think happened and accuse them and have people, you know, yeah, you know what? You might be right. We don't know. Were we there? Did we see it? We're just going by something that someone has reported. So we want to be careful, BCU family, because again, God does not take what we say lightly. Let, let, me, let me just go into another scripture here to really bring home the point that we got to be careful in what it is that we say about people. We really do. Matthew chapter 12, uh, verse number 36, verses 36 and 37 say that, and, and Jesus said this himself, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account for thereof in the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. So, this is saying to us, BCU family, that we want to take time to weigh out what it is that we are going to say. And do those words have any profit to them? Sometimes we are speaking words that are unprofitable, which means that they're empty and vain. And false accusations are empty and vain we don't want to be those people, and we certainly have to watch out for those that are in our company that are false accusers. All right, let's go a little bit further, BCU family. I think we might be able to get through verse number three. I'm hoping so, so let's see what we can do here. Incontinent. Now, when we think about being incontinent, we're back in James chapter three. Obviously, we think about you know losing control of our bodily functions, and that indeed makes sense. So that's what incontinent means. It means without control. And in the last days, uh, men will be incontinent. We're not talking about bodily functions. We're talking about doing things without any sort of control or to excess. We are in a time now where excess or having more is a badge of being quote unquote blessed. We will do things to the extreme, extreme this and extreme that and all those kinds of things. And we don't have any thought as to modesty or doing things with any modicum, if you will, of self-control. So being incontinent means there's no self-control whatsoever. All right. Next up is fierce. And we've heard that word fierce, uh, it used to be something that uh, I said as a youngster, um, oh, that's fierce. Fierce in this context, in uh, our scripture means being difficult to deal with, mm, hard to bear, being rough, 
So this means you don't hear anything. That you don't want to accept any sort of correction. And then finally, verse number three says, despisers of those that are good. Now, when we think about this BCU family, when we think about it, when you despise something, that means you hate it. You can't stand those who are good, those who walk upright before the Lord, those who are holy, those who hold up a standard. Because you know what? It goes back to, look at this now, look at this. It goes back to verse number, uh, verse number one. I'm sorry, verse number two in our text, unholy. So those who are good are typically those who are holy. And when you're unholy, you can't stand holiness. I've heard, oh, well, it just doesn't take all of that. Or, oh, you're just so holy and thy. Or you're just so perfect, aren't you? Those kinds of things. You know, when when someone comes up with something that really doesn't line up with the scriptures. And, you know, here's that, that fight, if you will. And while we're here to do good, and the scriptures tell us to do that, the scriptures remind us that we're to do good. Matthew chapter 5 says that. And when you are a despiser of someone that's doing something that God says, you are unholy. And this is part of the reason, BCU family, that... Uh, silly women are led captive. We're going to get to that. But when you take a look at these characteristics of how people, uh, and again, we're talking about men specifically, are behaving in the last day, these are not people that we want to entertain. And too many women are entertaining these conversations. All right, so listen, we've got to get ready to wrap up. I know, I know, BCU family, we've got to get ready to wrap up. We are at time. It is certainly my prayer that this is not only blessing you, this series, but that it is stretching you as well. I can tell you I'm stretched, BCU family. I've got some areas that I need to make sure that I come up in. And if you're finding that for yourself as well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing because in order to be more Christ-like, we have got to not only read, but apply his word to our lives. All right, so we're going to get ready to close things out. Once again, this is Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com here. Thank you so much for listening. I'm looking forward to our next time together. And until that time, may our amazing God continue to bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you peace as you stay on the wall.